0: All right. What's up, Sven Zone listener? Just want to give a little intro to tell you a little bird's eye view of where we're heading. And we're kind of back on track with things, man. Getting some good content to you. Tell you some things that are coming up. We've talked some parenting stuff, given that's the current season of. in my life and a book that I'm really enjoying that I talked about on an earlier episode. We're getting that author, Kenneth Wilgis, author of Feeding the Hand That Bites You onto the show and can't wait for my wife and I to kind of pick his brain given that we are entering being parents of an adolescent. am going to bring Logan and Jared back on to talk about some old school music discoveries. I'm actually pretty excited because we're talking about just how much punk has influenced and informed music to this day, and we even batted around the thought of the metal scene in the 80s, the hairband, the makeup, and spandex, and all of that being influenced by punk, and that's a tough one to believe, considering the drastic departure of vibes for a music scene, and yet I was listening to some Aerosmith and heard some major punk influences, so I want to talk about that with these guys. And also, we've been talking a lot about universalism and what the Bible says and doesn't say about it and whether or not you can make a case for it. And that's been a topic of discussion for a while, and it's been cranked up recently. So we're going to bring Dan Koch on here, a friend of, uh, part of Bad Christian, and he actually leans in the way of universalism. And so he's going to take some of me and Toby's thoughts on a recent episode and probably definitely enhance the universalism argument and uh shoo away all of the opposition and also highlight the questions of things we just don't know and then chris date will kind of do the opposite podcast host of rethinking hell uh, definitely does not see the bible or god expressing himself in universal love terms and will definitely bat against that and fine-tune the arguments opposing that. But those will be some good conversations. We've got a couple on here that's going to come and share their experiment with trying to have more sex in their marriage, both of them compliant in this and and wanting to do this, and I'm anxious to hear how that went and what they learned, and it sounds like they're going to be gearing up to to try it again. So lots of fun on here, lots of good stuff coming up. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash and we appreciate you guys listening. I want to tell you quickly about this episode that you're listening to. Caught up with a longtime listener of the Bad Christian podcast family and kind of kept up with his profile every once in a while where he would like a tweet here and there and thought it was interesting. A baseball player. Looks uh, from Alabama, you know, our arch rivals, and someone who's making his way up the totem pole, uh, one step away from the majors. Wanted to catch up with him. We had a good conversation on just the safety that we think that we're in when it comes to God's love and and seeking out truth. And so, hope you enjoy that conversation. Before we do that, I want to let you in on something that I've been thinking about as far as not only the safety that we have in seeking truth, but also the sort of camaraderie that we have with other Christians that we may feel very distant from, very different from. So this is specifically to people that are, are looking at truth through Christian lenses. That's how we were brought up, or that's what we discovered later in life. However, it describes you, lots of Christians that are changing and feeling more and more different. And that's fine. I mean, not not the end of the world. <laughs> But while you are with people, you feel different then, maybe we can ask ourselves, hmm, maybe we're a lot more similar than we think. So I want to ask, because in Christianity, aren't we all looking for the same truth? We all want, I think, more glimpses of God, and we all have gone our way to get there. Some of our path was based on our decisions, some had nothing to do with us, but yet the things that were taught to us and given to us. But all of us are on a real path with real limitations of discernment. There's a lot of bad turns you can take along the way. I've taken them, you've taken them. But who gets to say who's more where they're supposed to be than others? I mean, how in the world are we supposed to determine that? Isn't all of our aim to find freedom, truth, meaning, purpose, safety, hope? Like, I think that's what we're after, we all suspect this is found mysteriously in the person of Jesus who supernaturally represents God in a way that we have no words to speak of. We try, but we can't, we can't describe the infinite and everyone's scrambling to make sense of, of who Jesus said that he was. How is he fully man and fully God? I mean, N.T. Wright, uh, an author that a lot of us at Seacoast, uh, you know, chew up his work here and that's in a good way like chew and digest and think about but he even asks like it puts into question how knowledgeable Jesus was of his own divinity and I'm, I'm sure we've all got some things right and we've all got some things wrong but at the end of the day, aren't we together in our pursuit? I think we are. I'm not saying there aren't examples of major getting off the tracks. I'd say many expressions of faith may need to be abandoned altogether. Some of them definitely do need to, especially in settings which love seems to be the very last priority. I think there's pockets that have gotten off track and their desire for certainty in the the spiritual world of uncertainty. Still in other communities of faith for instance, things started out about God probably, but because we're all dumb humans, it took a turn into being a thing that has nothing to do with God or faith or love or any of that. But yes, I believe God is opposed to many folks who think they are with God and they're still love, but their efforts aren't sanctioned so to speak. I think there's probably faith expressions that god is like yeah i don't have anything to do with that and at the end of the day i'd love for it to be done but by and large we're all dummies looking for the truth i'm fully convinced that outside of some strange exceptions this is absolutely the truth that we can take heart in that we are all well-intentioned dummies we're all fumbling around we're all trying to make sense out of all of this and we all want purpose and i think we're all together in this Enjoy my time my interview with Ben Moore. Nice, nice. All right, so what is your, what's your current career status? Like, I don't understand, like, so my thing about baseball is I really respect it. I get intrigued by the history of it. Like, if you put a documentary on Red Sox and Yankees, like, I'm glued So I really like the the history behind baseball, but I don't really follow it uh you know, I watch the World Series a little bit here and there if it's on, if, it, if it's exciting. But I don't understand how the minors and the majors work. I know we've got a Charleston team called the Charleston River Dogs that feeds into the Yankees. I'm pretty sure. So you what played for Alabama in college, and now you're in the majors or minors or what? Like what's what's your what's your current track here?
1: So so right now I'm I'm a, I'm a backup catcher uh, in AAA with the Dodgers um triple a triple a is the level right right below the big leagues
0: gotcha
1: um so i mean starting from the top you get the major leagues triple a double a single a and single a split into advanced single a and regular single a and then there's rookie ball so there's i mean there's a lot of levels to it and i mean to be honest until i got into it i wasn't sure how it all worked so it's kind of a confusing thing but yeah so i'm in i'm triple a with the dodgers living in oklahoma city right now and um
0: so are you playing with the guys in the major leagues, like, like for practice or how, how does that work? Or, or is this a separate uh, Dodgers
1: team? I mean, it's a, uh, it's affiliated with the Dodgers. And, and like, there's guys on my team who have been up and down to the big leagues this year. Like they'll get called up, they'll go pitch or they'll go play gotcha. and then they'll get sent back down. Um, it's so like the way it is, like each major league team has a, a farm system of teams underneath it. And those teams feed into the, to the big league team.
0: Gotcha. So you're, you, at this point in your career, would you say you're right where you want to be?
1: Uh, yeah, because of, so just to give a little backstory. So I was, yeah. um, drafted by Boston in 2014, um, and played three and a half years with them, uh, tore my ACL one time in there, <coughs> spent that the last, two, that no. A so I was in actually in Greenville, South Carolina, in low Lowa when I did gotcha. that. Gotcha. Yeah. And so I actually played in Charleston, played against the river dogs one, one time. Um, so anyway, I was with Boston for about three and a half years, um, went to play for an independent professional team, which is like minor league baseball, but it's not affiliated with a a major league organization. Right. Tore my, tore my ACL, uh, again, last July, I decided to hang it up, go back to school and, uh, you know, kind of move on the next thing in my life. And then, um, while I was back in school in Tuscaloosa this, this spring, I got a call from the Dodgers to come, come help out and be a backup catcher. And, um, come to AAA. So I jumped at that opportunity, and now I'm was just that
0: like big, big deal. Like, were you super pumped? Like, that's an opportunity. A phone call everybody wants in in your position. Oh yeah, right? yeah. no,
1: it was because especially since I had hung it up and decided to be done. Um, yeah. it was just kind of out of left field, you had no idea it was coming. And then having that opportunity, like even because like in the Dodgers organization, there's a lot of a lot of good players, and like where I'm at in my career, I'm more kind of looking to transition and maybe coaching yeah. or. Um, you know, things of that nature. So even if playing isn't on the horizon, being able to get into coaching and maybe work for the Dodgers in the front office or do something like that, I'm kind of yeah. just, you know, keep my mind open. I really don't know what exactly I want to do, but I'm in a yeah. great spot.
0: Yeah, totally. Gosh. So that, that's pretty cool, though. It sounds like you want a career in baseball. So that's your aim. I mean, that's, that's cool.
1: Yeah. Right now, I think that's what I want to do. I may change my mind tomorrow. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: totally, totally. Like how, how, um, at the at the level of play that you're in right now, uh, are you are you married or have kids or anything?
1: Nope, I'm uh, I'm single.
0: Gotcha. So at at the level of play you're in right now, would you be able to have a, a family and keep with this lifestyle and income and all that? You don't have to give me specifics, but just curious. Like, does this does this support a family where you're at right now, or it's really best for single people?
1: It's it's tough. I mean, I've got a lot of guys on my team who are older 28 29 30 um and a good bit of them are married few of them have you know newborn kids um but it, it's tough because you because you're not you're not making a whole lot of money yeah um you know you could like i said you know guys are getting called up so you may be in oklahoma city today and then you're in la tomorrow and then you got to come back so like um having to worry about living situations and all that. So, i mean it's it's tough you can have a family but um I know for me personally I, it's not something I'd be interested in doing right yeah, now.
0: Yeah totally. I mean I think about like the 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 traveling pressure on major league baseball players and I I can't especially with how long the season is I'm like how do you have a a decent family life? I mean I'm sure some of them pull it off but that's got to be super challenging. I mean is there a lot like is there a secret uh like for example with there's a secret kind of olympic culture when the athletes go out there it's like uh, you know, what stays at the Olympics or, or what, what's done and said in the Olympics stays there just like Vegas sort of thing? Is there like a secret culture in, in, the, in the baseball world that maybe a lot of people aren't aware of as far as just party scene and all that sort of thing? Or do they keep a tight leash?
1: Guy, guys definitely go out and, you know, have their good times. I and mean, then there's people who have different relationship rules with their their spouse or girlfriend, but it's a very small minority. It's not like a, I wouldn't say it's like this huge thing where it's most guys are out doing stuff like that. It's, uh, I don't, it's really not too different from, from your average Joe in the way they handle their business though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. All right. So take us, you said when you started listening to bad Christian, it was kind of pre, I think how you said it deconstruction phase. So, has, has bad Christian contributed to your, your, uh, deconstructing or was it kind of like a breath of fresh air? Like you were already having some of these thoughts and questions and this gave almost like a foundation for you to process them or kind of walk us through your relationship with the podcast. And it may just be super shallow. You love the dick and fart jokes and moving on about your business, you know?
1: So yeah so I mean, like I grew up in church, kind of like you know y'all's history, and yeah. uh like coming up at, through high school, I was like your prototypical leader of the youth group kid like didn't didn't swear, didn't drink, didn't smoke, didn't do anything, and then I got to college and um started drinking a little bit, and just kind of growing up in like this legalistic uh you know, my parents were great, but it was very like avoid the parents of evil, don't do anything wrong't right. can't have can't hurt your witness, all that stuff right. And so that stuff just kind of stopped making sense to me. Like I started seeing people who were avoiding the parents of evil and just being total assholes. Right. And then I started seeing people who were at the bar loving on people. And I was like, hold on a second, like something, something's not up. So like, that's when it started kind of unraveling for me. Yeah. And so it was kind of a two or three year, just like all these doubts and questions started popping in my head. And then, um, started listening to you guys and y'all started putting words to the thoughts I was having. Right. And like, uh, you you would say something i'm like holy shit that that's exactly what i've been thinking and honestly like not to sound cheesy but you guys give me like the courage to like actually step out and say okay let's let's actually question god on this like is this really how it is like kind of got got rid of that fear of um like you talked about like you know you didn't want to question because you were scared if you were wrong you'd go to hell like i had that same fear like well you know do i even though this stuff doesn't make sense like is it worth my eternal conscious torment like yeah so but you guys like I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you guys gave me the courage to kind of like step out and actually say like, all right, if God is good and like he is truth, then me questioning this is not only, it's only going to lead me to God and to the truth.
0: Right, definitely. It's almost like a, it's almost like a uh, mob mentality uh, modified almost. It's like when you run into other Christians, even if it's one or 2 but you can tell that they have really thought about things in a very genuine, humble humble approach of just wanting to know what's the truth. And then they come out with like extremely um, well thought out, honest, uh, really good insight on the Bible. It kind of stops you in your tracks and it's like, oh, okay, well then it's okay for me to have these questions too because my gosh, this this dude's obviously, not trying to, to debunk Christianity. It seems like this, he or she is holding on to their faith for dear life, and here's what they make make out of it right now. I mean, it's uh, it's interesting how that works out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, because like, I know uh, <clears throat> on social media, you'll see fundamentalists and people who question you guys, You know, like you're trying to lead people astray. But like you said, you're genuinely trying to find truth. You're genuinely going to God and the Bible with these questions like because you want to know the truth, not because you want to debunk Christianity. But right. it's hard for people to see it that way. They see you're saying something outside what they believe in their little box of what Christianity is, and uh, it's like they hit the panic button. It's just totally ruled by fear, um, and I guess it all comes back to people being afraid to to go to hell or something. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I, I, and I I love I love how you worded it too. It was like you know if if God is really loving, then we can actually trust Him as as we're seeking truth. I mean. I've thought about this before, and it's like if if I were to if I were to stand before God, if, if that's how it works, stand before Jesus or in front of the throne of God, I, I, I seriously could not imagine it going poorly for me like with with what I know with what I've read, with what I understand about God, and with who I know I am as a person, the the good and the bad, I can't imagine how the dialogue would be if it ended in God saying, depart from me, I never knew you. Because I would seriously be like, yeah, but I, I asked you for the truth. Like you said, asking you shall receive. I sought truth my whole life, and I didn't want to stray. I even asked you, God, Lord, keep me on the right path. And it's like, We've reduced God to like this robotic machine like uh, character that is totally impersonal, that almost looks like it, it, instead of looking at a human's heart, he or she looks at a spreadsheet and says, accepted or non-accepted because of how I know the formulas work and it it can't be that way not not if not if God is a personal God who really does love care about people is slow to anger has mercy I think in the Old Testament it even says that he knows the intentions of our hearts so what's the point of knowing people's intentions if you don't take that into consideration Yeah you know? I mean No you're exactly
1: right and I've had that same exact thought it's been reduced to make sure you check the right box and Yeah it just it that that idea of God stopped making sense to me to where like yeah. even if i if I wanted to try to go back and believe that way, I don't think I'd be able to,
0: yeah, totally. and it's it's interesting too. We we're just we we're just talking on a daily dose b c episode um and and we we're talking about how how easy it is to feel a level of guilt also when you start to reflect on how evangelicals see you, like. If, if you start having these questions and you start uh, being honest and open about them, all it takes is one person calling you and basically saying, hey, what in the world is going on? Like, are, are you okay? And, and these thoughts are motivated by a genuine concern about your soul going to hell. And so when you hear an evangelical talking to you like that, it almost like sucks you back into their world. And if you're not careful, you really do start to think, oh shoot, am I on thin ice? Like, am I on my way to hell? Am I leading people astray? And then I have to go back to these sorts of thoughts that you articulated as far as I, I have to be able to trust God while I'm seeking like I'm not I'm not trying to school God I'm not trying to dethrone God I'm trying to find God so if God is love I should be able to trust that especially I'm freaking preaching now, for crying out loud, but especially when Jesus says, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit for this very purpose. It's like, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit for this purpose, and here I am seeking God more than anything else. Uh, you know, I I think I could go so far as to say I seek God more than anything else, and if Jesus is saying, yeah, and I'm giving you the Holy Spirit in order to do that, shouldn't I be able to guess right now, Ben, that where Joey Svensson is at I think I'm okay with it, the right and wrong. Like, I'm sure I'm wrong on some things. I'm sure I'm right with some things, but I should at least feel safe
1: with God, right? Yeah, I mean, if God is as loving as they say he is, you would think so. Right, and And if if he's he's not, not, then then we're all all screwed. Yeah, exactly. No, you're exactly right. And like, that was for me, when I was in, I guess, the darkest spot of my deconstruction, um, where I was to the point where like, I don't even know if I believe in the Christian God. Like, I'm pretty sure there's something bigger out there Right. You know, I, I don't know what it is. And so my prayer just became like, <clears throat> I don't know what truth is, but if you're truth, lead me to you. And exactly. if you're not truth, then I'd like to know that, too. Yeah, You know, I, whatever the truth is, that's what I want to know. And I feel like God led me to himself and uh, and, and has shown me new things about himself and kind of, you know, I think as, as human beings, we're always going to have God in some sort of box. But I feel like he has taken himself out of this little box I used to have him in and put him in a much bigger box where I'm just kind of. I'm not putting any any rules on god i'm not I'm right. not holding him to any sort of preconceived notions, like whatever God yep. is, I'm gonna let God show me that
0: totally. I'm gonna make a guess here too. I bet uh because I can i th- I think you and I can probably relate to one another a lot with the thoughts and processes of where we're at and how we got where we're at. but I bet you. You will be enjoying your career a lot more just from the standpoint of the people you're up shoulders with, the people you have fun with, cut up with, how you perceive people, and all of that having gone through some of this deconstructing.
1: Oh, for sure. No, there's no doubt about it. And it's funny because you come across guys in baseball who are like super Christians, I guess you could say. And like, yeah. they're, they're not bad guys, but they're just, they're very legalistic and, um, they don't have many friends on the team because right. it, it's like, <laughs> how are you supposed to love on people when you piss everybody off because you're an asshole? Yeah. And so where there are guys from all walks of life, there's guys who don't believe in God. There's guys who have even just crazier beliefs about God. Like because of going through deconstruction and, and realizing like it's a, one, it's okay to be wrong about things. It's also like because of where I came from and, and, realize i was wrong at certain points in my life whether i'm right or wrong now like i i I was given grace for those bad beliefs and so now i can just be graceful and let other people believe what they want to believe and let god take them on that journey it's not my job to try to convince anybody of anything or convert them whereas you know growing up in high school like every chance i could to try to pray for someone to tell somebody about jesus because i was scared they're going to go to hell like that was what i did but it was all fear-based it was never out of love and so this this deconstruction has kind of let me allowed me to be able to just love people for who they are and where they're at and yeah. not, not try to push them on into anything.
0: Yeah, totally. And, and I think what a lot of people, I'm surprised than the number of people that I run into that legit ask, Hey, what, what does deconstructing mean? I don't even know. Like they're they, because they haven't been a part of the conversation at all. And I, I think the best way that I can answer that is deconstruct deconstruction happens. Once you are, once you start being honest about, things that you're confused about like once once you are willing to be honest about that and you're not afraid of god about it then you have there's no other way to go i don't think
1: you're exactly right and i think for a long time the reason i kind of held back from deconstruction deconstruction like you said i was afraid like if i if i follow these questions down this this rabbit hole like where is that going to take me is it going to take me to hell but then i got to the point where like one i I'm kind of where you are on the whole annihilationism slash yeah. universalism, I don't know for sure, but like I don't believe in eternal conscious torment, right so like when I got to that point, uh it was kind of easy. it was like, all right like I don't think God's gonna punish me for for being sincere and truthfully questioning these things that just don't make sense anymore,
0: yeah, absolutely, well dude, it is it's always good kind of touching bases with people that we see profiles of and see retweets and see you in the club and all that stuff and to kind of get to know the person behind it and then for me personally it's always encouraging to talk to people in similar pathways and and all that stuff because it really is uh, something about feeling less alone like I think it's why Paul mentions either Paul or Peter says something about you know when you're going through trials don't forget the people around the world that are going through the same thing I think he's says that because there is something to knowing that other people are going through that and being comforted by it so i think these conversations are great for that purpose alone but uh great catching up with you man and good luck on your baseball career coaching wherever wherever god takes you my man
1: i appreciate it joe man yeah this has been cool talking to you